Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Recovering Entrepreneur Show. I am Bobby the Awesome, and today I am joined with Dr. Noah St. John. Hello, Dr. Noah. Hello, Bobby. I didn't even ask you, do you prefer Dr. St. John or Dr. Noah? I like Dr. Noah. I think that just uh, sounds better. Yeah, it's it's pretty fun. Well, I am looking forward to diving in today, mental health, or as I call it now, mental wellness. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't, I'm I'm not a doctor or a professional in the industry, like a professional in that way in the industry. So I've just decided to call it mental wellness because that's what mm-hmm. I wish for everyone. Yes, um, indeed. And you're going to connect the dots on that with people striving in business, right? Is is mm-hmm. that a fair statement? That's a very fair statement to the tune of over, well, I've helped thousands and thousands of people over the last 25 years to add six, seven, and even eight figures to their business in record time while winning their lives back. So I'm not just about making money. I'm more about having a life. And so I'm uh, very different from the hustle and grinders that you hear out there. You know, you need to work 10, 12, 18 hours a day. And if you're not working on Christmas Eve, you're a loser. I'm like, really? Uh, I don't know about you, but I'd like a life along with money. I mean, money's great, but wouldn't it be nice to have a life too? So that's what I teach. It's a little bit different. I love that. And it's about the entrepreneur's mental wellness, Correct. the business person's mental that's wellness. Right. I don't think we talk about that enough. So, so your mission is phenomenal. And thank you for the work that you're doing because until you're suffering, you don't even know it's a thing. Yeah. And um, right. lately I've, I've had to use the philosophy on many, many people, just grace and compassion, grace and compassion. I don't know what's going on with other people, grace and compassion. Like I can't tell you how many times that's a dialogue in my head. So why don't you, um, why don't you brag a little, why don't you kick us off with kind of sharing uh, your journey and, and why you're here today? Well, I started from very, very humble beginnings. I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood, which is a total cliche, I know, but I, it's true. I grew up in a little town called Kennebunkport, Maine, which is one of the wealthiest communities in New England. You, you know that area, I'm sure, very well, right? And so that's where I grew up. But, you know, it was, I, I grew up with a very, uh, my family was dirt poor. I mean that literally because we lived at the bottom of a dirt road in a drafty, unfinished house that my parents ended up losing to foreclosure when I was just 15 years old. So mm-hmm. I was, I grew up with the very painful experience of seeing the chasm between the haves and the have nots. The haves was everyone else in the community. The have nots was my family. And you hear these, you know, motivational speakers, these gurus, they get on stage all the time and they say, well, we were poor, but we were happy. We didn't know we were poor. Well, in my family, we freaking knew we were poor. Because <laughs> my mother, bless her heart, reminded us every day that we were poor and miserable. So no, it wasn't happy. It sucked. And so I hated being poor. You know, I, I hated it because I saw that right down the street, there's great wealth and abundance. So I literally said from the time I was a little kid, how the heck do I get from here to there? And of course, there was no one to help me. So I did the only thing that I to think of to do. I went to the library, started reading all the books I could on self-help, personal growth, all the classics, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, Stephen Covey. You know, I read all these books, but I just, as hard as I worked, I couldn't get into work. I, I just, I could never seem to get ahead. I, as you know, I take one step forward, two steps back, you know, and I, I know a lot of people can, can relate to that. But um, anyway, I, at the age of 25, I was so depressed and frustrated. I decided to commit suicide. I decided to take my own life. Mm-hmm. Now at the last minute, my life was spared but I didn't know why. I didn't know why I was still here on the earth. And so I went on a mission to find what is my purpose here on the earth. And five years later, after a lot of study and reading more books on spiritual growth and 
you know, inner, inner game, as I call it. Um, in 1997, over 25 years ago, I discovered my purpose and, uh, you know, really had ep- these two epiphanies that really changed my life and gave me my mission. And that's when I wrote my very first book back in 1998 called Permission to Succeed. It was published by the Chicken Soup Publisher. And since then, now I've just published my 20th book. Uh, all, all these years later, we've helped, I mean, literally over a million, well over a million people all around the world, 120 countries and over $2 billion, uh, you know, in found revenues for our clients. So it's, it's really been quite a journey. It started from very humble beginnings and I almost didn't make it. So, um, you know, I hope that is a lesson, you know, for people out there that may have been, you know, maybe working at it for a while and, you know, maybe aren't seeing the success they want. And what I want people to realize is, you know, there's help available and there's a reason for that. And it's what the gurus really don't tell us. That is, in fact, the key ingredients to, uh, you know, how to really have a successful and and a fulfilled life. too. Yeah, that's an amazing goal. And congratulations on all your success. And thank you for what you're doing. I, I don't know that I can exhibit enough gratitude for it. I I loved what you said, because this has been a big shift for me. Um, mm-hmm. You said you had two epiphanies. Mm-hmm. And I know my journey, because I used to resent being poor. I used to, you know, biological dad took the money to go party, blah, 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 like all the things. And it mm-hmm. used to, um, I used to hang out in victim mode, right? Yep. And then after treatment and on my journey, I think you really touched on it the reading, the educating, the spiritual yep. journey, right? Yep. Um, and then we learn it's all a gift. Do you feel that way? Well, you have to look at it that way. <laughs> because the, only <laughs> other, the, the only other option is to be a victim, you know? And and believe me, I spent years there. I mean, I basically all my teens and 20s was poor me, poor me. And that really sucked. And of course, you know, I almost took my own life as a result. So yeah, that's that's not a great place to be. But I, I want everybody to realize that is a choice. It's, it's, it's still a daily choice. You know, we can all, we can all point to, uh, you know, it's very easy to focus on what we don't have. And social media makes it easier than ever. See, what, what, one of the things that I always teach my clients, you know, whether it's I'm working with one-on-one or working, you know, in a group setting or group coaching, one of the things I talk about is about helping people focus, you know, literally um, getting more done in less time. And the problem is that we live in a world of infinite distractions. And one of those distractions, of course, is social media, right? So the problem, one of the big problems with social media is it's like high school never ends. Mm. (laughs) Because high school is all about comparing yourself to everyone else. And of course, we always end up, at least in my case, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough, right? And that's usually what most people end up with. And so, um, you know, as I call it, you know, we have at our, at our fingertips every second, we have these smartphones, right? Which I call them ICBMs. And, and, you know, if you remember from the eighties, ICBM missiles, right? The intercontinental ballistic missiles, um, um, which, you know, we were, we were all had all these missiles pointing, you know, Russia and the United States, and we were going to blow each other up. So that's the ICBMs back then. Well, today, these are the new ICBMs. And what I, what I say that stands for is the infinite comparison and BS machines. So that's the new ICBMs. <laughs> and that's that's a big problem for a lot of people. And, you know, so as an example, you know, people ask me all the time, Noah, how did you write 20 books? You know, because, I mean, I have all these projects to do. I got too much to do. I got too much, too little time. You know, a lot of people feel that way. Right. And, you know, I, I have so many distractions and I, you know, I got so much to do, but then I end up watching Netflix, you know, and I, I 
one of the things I tell people is, well, you know, when they ask me, how'd you write 20 books? I say, by writing them, you know, and it sounds like a flippant answer, but it's actually really true because you get things done by focusing on one thing at a time. Now that sounds simple, but the truth is that being able to focus is really a superpower in today's world. I agree with you. And I'm suffering the consequence of that, um, whether it was coaches or classes or other people um, dictate mm-hmm. my schedule and my focus and splitting it. It it's detrimental. Like it cost me three years, you know, on my yep. mission. Yep. And now when people invite me, I'm like blinders on blinders on. And That's I literally right. do this to them. And I'm like, yes. I can't, I have my, I can't fulfill what I need to do. That's right. Um, so that's a is that one of the most common things that you see amongst your clients and folks that need help? Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the biggest you know reasons why people hire me to coach them, whether it's one on one or group coaching. You know, of course, people want to make more money. You know, they want to get their message out in a bigger way. They want to you know whether it's have uh, you know write books or you know or, or create online courses or have coaching. You know, so you know we have we have done for you and done with you and do it yourself services at my company, successclinic.com. That's my company. And so done for you, you know, like we help people get their books done. Like, for example, right now I'm working with a stem cell doctor and we're helping him, you know, get his first book out. He's been dreaming of this for years and uh, it's about anti-aging. So, you know, we're helping him write his book uh, and get that out to the world. So that's very exciting. We have, you know, that kind of service. We also have a 12-week program called the 12-week breakthrough, which is where we help people make more in just 12 weeks than they did in the previous 12 months while winning their lives back. So that's a done with you. And then we have online courses and books and things like that. So the point about that is that I one of the things I help people is to create things like that for themselves. You know, so think about, you know, is there a thing that you can help people with that is done for you? Now, when we talk about personal growth, that's kind of tough because as an example, you know, imagine that you, you know, let's say you wanted to lose weight and get in shape. Right. And you say, hey, no, you know what? I hear you're the best personal trainer out there. So can you help me get in shape? I want, you know, six pack abs. I want to look good, great in a bathing suit and have self-confidence. I'm like, yeah, sure. I can help you with that. And I say, you know, I can help you with your, your exercise, your diet, you know, nutrition and so forth. And then you say, okay, that sounds great. Noah. And by the way, I want you to do my sit-ups for me. So I get six back abs. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't that be great though. Wouldn't that be great if you could hire someone else to do your sit-ups and you get six pack abs, right? Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, if I could figure that one out, I'd be a billionaire right now because I'm like, man, that is awesome. Uh, so far I haven't figured that out yet. So when it comes to inner game, when it comes to, you know, the inner stuff that we have to work on, we have to do it. You know, you can't do it for someone. Um, you know, like I said, that's why we've done with you, which is the next best thing, you know? So I, I show you the step-by-step of exactly how to do it, you know, give you the fill in the blank resources and checklist so that you actually can, you know, do the things that are going to enable you to take out your head trash, as I call it, you know, take out the things or remove the things, the blocks that are holding you back right now. You said quality of life. Well, you didn't say it as quality of life. I took my note as quality of life. Right. So do you, can you describe, I have so many questions and so many notes already, but can you describe what quality of life or I, I think we've heard balanced life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where you sit on the language. It sounds like you have your own vocabulary, which is pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so why don't you define to us what that looks like? Sure, absolutely. Uh, so I basically talk about this in, in all of my books, uh, including, you know, this is the newest one, the 20th book called The Seven Figure Life. And talking about what we were just talking about, the four focus factors for more wealth and happiness. So 
the point is that I call it a freedom lifestyle, right? Now you can call it success, happiness, fulfillment, you know, wealth, achievement, whatever it is. But they're basically these four elements that you really want to have uh, optimized in, in your life, your career and your business, right? And that is time, energy, relationships and money. All right. So when you look at those four elements, again, I call them the four focus factors, time, energy, relationships and money. So imagine if I gave you a million dollars and I said, OK, now here's a million dollars, but you can't have any time to enjoy it. Does that sound good? And you're like, mm, well, not really. No, that doesn't sound that great. OK, great. Here's a million dollars and you have to be miserable and angry and resentful all the time. Sound good? Like, well, not, no, that's not that great. OK, here's a million dollars and you have to be lonely and not have any relationships with anybody else. Sound good? No, that doesn't sound any good, right? It's like, you see what I mean? So when I put it that way, people understand, like, wait a minute. Yeah, you're right. Money's not enough. I mean, money's great. Money's very important, right? I mean, again, I grew up poor, right? So I know what it's like to not have money. Not, not having money sucks. There's nothing good about poverty, nothing. And I lived it, so I can tell you from personal experience, it sucks. So on the other hand, though, it's not enough to have money either or just money. You know, we again, if I give you a million dollars, have no time, you're miserable all the time and you're lonely and don't have any relationship. No. So there's a lot of, ironically, there's a lot of, you know, rich, unhappy people, you know, and that's, you know, some of the people that I coach, you know, to, you know, why, why am I so, I, I thought when I got here, I'd be all happy, you know, and what's missing. So, you know, that's part of the things that we do with our coaching. But of course, I also help people just make more money and have more time energy and better relationships as well. So when you work on all those four focus factors, you don't really worry about balance. That's why I'm not really worried about balance. I never talk about that with my clients, whether it's one-on-one or group. We, we don't really worry about that because once you're focused on your time, your energy, relationships, and money, everything just basically falls into place. That makes sense to me. And I'm, I'm, in, I'm in your school for sure. <laughs> you know what I find is a struggle when... I feel sometimes like I don't fit in when it comes to this, right? If I'm focused on my podcast and my um, personal development, whether it's classes or reading or, uh, you know, even self-care, you know, going for a walk, making the time for things that are important to me, then I get out in the real world. And I don't know what the heck everybody's talking about, <laughs> like, cause I don't watch the news cause it drags down my energy. Right. Like right. I feel really disconnected from society do you think that that's how do you feel about that well first of all uh, i i agree with much of what you just said there because i mean if you look at the news okay so the news understands that the best way to keep you watching is fear okay and the reason for that believe it or not ironically is in your brain so in our brain we have this little this little piece of our brain called the amygdala, which is basically the fight or flight response. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm being talking in very general terms, but it's basically true. So what they do is they just keep hitting that amygdala with fear, 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 fear. Here's all the things that could kill you today, tomorrow, you know, here's all the things that are, that are going on that are really scary. And you're like, ah, you know, and, and, but that's what it, it is happening is millions and millions of people are, excuse me, they're con- they're just living. They're constantly living in fight or flight. Well, the human being is not designed to just live in fight or flight. I mean, that is absolutely the way to, you know, a stressed out, overwhelmed, depression, you know, feeling hopeless, feeling like there's no point or whatever, you know, again, however you want to say that. So I totally agree with doing a, a social media or a news detox. A lot of people need to do a detox from, you know, CNN, which is 
constant negative news. <laughs> I'm not talking about the channel. I'm talking about CNN meaning everywhere, right? Yeah. All, all broadcast. And ironically, and this is true, they, they actually had, I, I'm not sure who it was, but some rich person years ago uh, tried to launch a positive news network and it failed completely. It was just a complete bomb. Why? Because nobody wants to watch happy news. It's boring. Right. Uh-huh. Here's kittens and puppies. So that's why, if you notice, if you watch the news, right, they, they kill you for the first 27 minutes. And then the last two minutes, they show you kittens and puppies. Right. Because it's like, OK, we just killed you. Now we want to show you something with kittens and puppies to, you know, kind of make you watch again tomorrow. Because, see, we're not all bad. Here's some kittens and puppies. You ever, that's why they do that at the end. So it's like, wow, guys, you know, so they, they're very clever and they want to keep you watching and they want to keep you addicted. Speaking of addiction, you know, that's also the social media platforms, right? The social media platforms are designed to keep you addicted, addicted to that platform. Why do you think they have, you know, all these engineers and people working on these algorithms for you? You know, because remember, you are the product. I'm the product. These these platforms are free. So how do they make money? They make money by showing advertising to you and me and the two billion other people on these platforms. All these algorithms are in the background running you know, saying, ooh, oh, she clicked on that or or he liked that. And so let's show more of that and show her more of this to keep you addicted. So I my, you know, a big part of my job, my mission is to empower you, like take your power back. Don't let these people, don't let these companies take your power away any longer. What is your personal social media routine? Because we need it, right? Like in some in business, we need it. Well, quite frankly, that's one of my done-for-you services. We have a done-for-you social media management company or, you know, service. And so um, I have a team in the Philippines and who I've trained over the last 10 years. I mean, they've been with me for 10 years. Great, awesome team, very loyal, very hardworking. And I just say, look, guys, I don't want to spend any time on social media, okay? Here's all my content. Here's 70,000 tons of content, and you just – Put it out and 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 schedule it because I no I don't want to touch it, you know I have to go on it every once in a while now when like so when people write to me it's it's really me writing back because I I mean I like interacting with people I get lots of nice comments every day and thank you Noah for changing my life and things like that which is awfully nice right and so you know those are the things that I interact with and on my DMs and stuff like that but man I want to keep that very very limited so I mean probably no more than a half hour a day. Yeah, that's not really any more than a half hour a day. But meanwhile, you know, it has to be done. So, you know, for those of you watching, make you know, if you're in the type of business that you need a social media presence, which is most of us at this point, right? You know, you you probably want to have a team that does that. You know, my team does it. There, there's lots of people that do it. Um, but I really believe that you as as the influencer or as, you know, the the thought leader, it really, there's a lot of things that you need to delegate rather than you actually doing them. And social media, in my opinion, is one of those. I agree. If if envy was an emotion that I wanted to have, I would have it with you because you're so ahead of the curve. You said, you know, personal development 25 years ago, Philippines 10 years ago, like those are all things that just showed up in my life the last four or five years. Um to that extent. So Mm. I really feel like you're farther along on your journey, um, which is to be celebrated. That's what I'm saying. I I won't (laughs) be envious of it. Um, I, you you. know, I'll just strive for it. And I know we're all exactly where we're supposed to be. So, Mm -hmm. okay. My other note was, and Mm -hmm. the third one I couldn't read because I was trying to make eye contact with you. (laughs) Um, 
the top struggles that you see in your clients, are there themes around the mental health issues that you're, you're seeing? Oh, absolutely. And by the way, you know, to your point that you just made, um, I've been teaching mental health for 25 years, but you couldn't say mental health even five years ago. Mm-hmm. I want people to realize this, um, that before the pandemic, you really couldn't say mental health. You couldn't. It was a taboo subject. Don't make no mistake. So even though I've been teaching this for 25 years, I couldn't even say mental health. They thought I was talking about, you know, going to this, you know, woo-woos or, you know, going to the 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 psych ward or whatever you want to call it. And it's right. like, oh my gosh. You know, now what happened was, and this is a good thing, a bunch of celebrities taught, started talking about their mental health. Right. So now it's okay to talk about. It. I'm like, thanks for thanks for catching up, guys. You know, <laughs> I've been doing this 25 years. It's about time, you know. Thank you. You know, yeah. and you're welcome for having done it for so long. You know what I mean? But it's like, oh my gosh, you know, Adele talks about it. Now it's okay to talk about it. I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. Okay. So anyway, so, but that's great news for all of us, right? That and good thing that, you know, these celebrities made it okay to talk about, you know, so yay. Before we dive into the top struggles though, because now you have me going. Yeah. Do you think, because my, my impression is that COVID helped with this, like not helped the cause, but helped bring awareness to the cause. Correct. That's exactly what happened. Yes. I mean, so- you know, as you stated, you have to look on the on the on the bright side of things, right? And I mean, of course, COVID has been and continues to be very devastating for millions and millions of people. And of course, you know, millions of people lost their lives. So I mean, you can't exactly say it's a good thing. On the other hand, this is something good that came out of this really, really awful situation. And that, you know, is ta- is that it is okay to talk about these struggles that people have been struggling with for thousands of years. I mean, let's face it. It's not like this just showed up two, three years ago. Oh, mental health. What do you think? Yeah. No kidding, guys. You know? So like I said, thanks for finally coming to the party. <laughs> I love there. that you said that because that's part of why my my business is three, two, one, no kidding. Yeah. There's two reasons because children won't be allowed in my adult playgrounds. But the second reason is gambling's an addiction. No kidding, because people don't even think it's so embedded in our society. Like all this stuff is just so part of our everyday life. Like you said, the the missile phone and it's uh, okay. Get wound up too. So so going back to your question of you know what are the biggest? So I already talked about one, which really is is focus, and and the flip side of that is procrastination. You know, meaning the number one habit that you know, people tell me they really want to break and, and, you know, whether it's in one-on-one coaching or my group coaching, or even in my keynote speeches, you know, when this comes up all the time, because I get to speak at, you know, conferences, events all around the country, around the world, virtually and live. So, you know, this absolutely comes up as procrastination, right? And so, you know, like in, in, in my books and my coaching, this is really one of the things we focus on a lot because going back to my point of the four focus factors, time, energy, relationships, and money, right? So of those four, the irony is that time is the most valuable resource because it's the only one we can't replace, right? Mm-hmm. You can always get more energy as long as you're not dead. You can get more relationships as long as you're not dead and you get more money, right? Money, money is, money is like, um, it's like the, the ocean, right? It's like the tide. It goes in and goes out, right? Money goes in and it goes out. So it's just, it's just kind of there. You know, and the way money works is you have some and everyone else has all the rest. So that's the way the money works. I like to keep things very simple. And so the point is that, however, 
with time, you can't get anymore. All of Bill Gates' billions can't buy one minute of yesterday. All right. So the irony of that is that we treat time as if we're going to live forever. Everybody does this. We all do this. We all do. We treat time as if it is infinite. And the irony is time is the one thing that is finite of those four elements. See, so being very aware of that. Now, I've faced death twice in my life. The first time was when I decided to take my own life, which was age 25. And by the grace of God, I did not. At the very, very last moment, my life was spared. But then I was almost killed in a car accident uh, in November of 2019. This was right before the pandemic, ironically. Mm-hmm. And my wife and I were coming home. We we'd just flown home from a mastermind that I was leading in Las Vegas. And we flew home here to Ohio. And it was one in the morning. And it was November of 2019. And so there's a light snow on the ground. We were on the highway. There was no one else on the highway. It was like one in the morning. And all of a sudden, I see a pair of headlights coming directly at us, uh, directly at us in a yeah. four-lane highway. And I went, my brain went, what? Huh? Swerve? Boom. That fast of what I just said. It was about three seconds total. And a car went by about 70 miles an hour in the wrong lane on mm-hmm. the highway. So I, we both would have been killed, my wife and I. And I turned to her and I said, did you just see that or did I just imagine that? And she said, no, that just happened. I'm like, well, we'd be dead. And she said, good thing you grew up in Maine and you know how to drive in the snow. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so It's it's scary. Wow. When I was a truck driver, I experienced that too. I was driving and my ex-husband was in the bunk and we were in Arizona. And it is, your brain doesn't know how to compute somebody coming at you when you're on the highway. Like, I mean... Obviously, it did because we're both alive. Right. But I threw him out of the bunk because of however I reacted right. at the time, and we still talk about it twenty five years later. It was yep. insane. So I feel I feel you there. Ugh. Yeah. So well, I'm glad yeah, that really happened. Here. I didn't imagine it because I honestly I would if, if she hadn't seen it, I said I might have thought I made it up because I'm like I can't believe that just happened. Yeah. But it happened wild. anyway. So my point being is I'm very aware of the preciousness of time. You know, and, and, you know, any of us who have lost a loved one, and I mean, most people have at a certain age, you get to a certain age, and you've lost someone close to you. So you, you understand the value of time, but you still have to do it every day. And remember, I am not saying you got to work 18 hours a day and that's the answer. No, that's not the answer. In fact, it's really the opposite. You got to savor every moment every day because nothing is guaranteed. There is there. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. If we didn't learn that from the pandemic, I don't know what we learned. So the point being is when you when you learn how to you know use these these templates checklists resources you know the things that i give you in the books the programs the coaching then then life becomes a lot simpler and i i think a lot happier okay i'm going to use me as an example again cuz i know me best when i'm not doing something even though I think I'm pretty focused, you know, like I said, I, I keep a lot of the noise out. Yeah. Uh, not perfect by any means, but if I took even a Sunday, like, and called it like a lazy day or whatever, I still have this like guilt bubbling up. Does that make sense? Like everybody around me is like, I can't do what you do in a day in a week, but yet if I sit for an hour or two, I still struggle with that. That is something I wrote about over 20 years ago, Bobby. And 
yes, that is uh, the the guilt because you're not doing. I, I I've written about this and about about 18 of my 20 books. So yes, you're absolutely right. So one of the things that I talk about is the power habits of unconsciously successful people. Now, let me explain that for one second. The power, um, highly successful people are doing things unconsciously that they're not even aware of. Therefore, because they're not aware of it, number one, number two, they can't teach you. So this is one of the reasons why so many people have gone to all these gurus, all these self-help programs, all these shelf-help programs, as I call it, and they're still plateaued. They're still not really reaching the level of success they're capable of. It's because those gurus out there, they're telling you things that aren't wrong, but they're leaving out the 80% that's actually the good stuff. So they tell you the 20% that's not wrong, but they leave out the 80% that you actually need. So that's why I'll give you a quick example. I had one woman, I mean, a, literally a perfect example. Uh, a, uh, one of our clients, she's in my group coaching program called the 12 week breakthrough. And that's where I help you make more in 12 weeks and in the last 12 months. So she um, is a uh, entrepreneur. She lives in Arizona, you know, really vivacious, you know, just great personality. And she is a self-proclaimed recovering seminar junkie. That's her words. Right. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, I went to all these seminars, spent thousands, thousands of dollars. And just, you know, again, she wasn't like doing poor or something. She was just like plateaued, you know, just kind of like nah, not really any growth. And so I showed her these things and, you know, helped her to look at these four focus factors. We talk about taking out her head trash, which is another thing that I teach about how to stop stopping yourself from success. Well, what happened was, as a result, she tripled her investment in just two weeks of our coaching. And we hadn't even gotten to the money part yet. (laughs) And she's now entering. She just entered her first bikini contest. Now, guess what? She's 69 years old. Oh, I love it. Okay. So talk about taking out your head trash. And getting that confidence. So that was one of the things that she was dealing with. And lots and lots of people that I've coached over the years deal with the very similar issue. So I help people realize that, you know, there is that that really exists, that guilt for not always working or not setting goals. So, uh, you know, that is one of the habits, ironically, that, uh, that highly successful people do unconsciously. They give themselves permission to take time off. But see, for people who are stuck like I and I was, by the way, I wrote all these books back here because I needed them. OK, <laughs> I, I read every book out there and not one of them covered what I really needed. So I had to write them myself. And of course, a lot of people over the years have told me that they really appreciate my writings because like, thank you. This is what I've been looking for. I'm like, you're welcome. I needed it myself. That's why I wrote it. And so my point is that, you know, that I absolutely suffered from that, too. So now that I have learned how to, you know, give myself permission to stop setting goals, you, you, you just realize that, wait, as I was talking a moment ago, you know, it's not about always working. It's about always living and being in the present. That's why, again, I'll just reiterate that point that you don't really need to worry about work-life balance. When you put these unconscious habits in place, everything just really falls into, into place for you. Two thoughts occurred to me. Yeah. Um, one, one of the girls that in, in my co-author arena came to group and said, called it procrastinating. 
for, you know, because you get addicted and these salespeople are so freaking smooth. That's where my blinders thing had to come on. Like yep. that was the only way to draw the yep. line. Yeah. Yep. How do you say it's, I know it's going to be great content. I just have no business being there. How about I execute on the content that I have? Like, how about that? Just right. for giggles. Um, <laughs> oh, and this occurred to me. So I drive around the country quite a bit and the line that I bought the domain, I don't even know what I'm going to do with it. I just know that it's part of my core belief system. Be alive to live. Nice. And it, it, it just, you just said it in such an eloquent way, you know, like don't take, don't waste the time. Um, and, mm-hmm. and to do all of these, you know, to live, to take the time off, to do the things. Time is just so precious. So, I really, I, I gotta go read all your books, I think. Um, <laughs> so Dr. Noah, I think I'm yeah. caught up on my notes. I, I do have a request for maybe a tip or a trick that might help the audience. And then is there anything um, that you want to share that I, we didn't go down that road because I was so excited about what you were sharing? <laughs> well, I, I do want to just mention that um, this book right here, this is uh, my 18th book. It's called Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. So I I talked a little bit about head trash, and it's basically the voice in your head that says, I can't do this because, right? Oh, I want to make more money, but I can't do it because. I I want to lose weight, but I can't do it because. I want to find love, but I can't do it because. All right, so this book is free. I, I want to give this book to your listeners, your audience members for free. All you have to do is go to sendmeabooknoah.com. Very easy to remember. Sendmeabooknoah.com. All right. <laughs> Love it. And just, just like you're telling me. Sendmeabooknoah.com. And so I will send you this book. Now, we do ask you to cover the shipping. That's all. But the book is free. I've covered the cost of the book. Okay. There it is. Get rid of your head trash about money. Sendmeabooknoah.com. So this, this is a very, very important book because this is really the issue. I, I call it, in fact, it wasn't even me. My One of my clients years ago, one of my very first one-on-one coaching clients years ago, said to me, Noah, do you realize that your coaching is the only coaching that fixes every other coaching? And I said, yeah, I guess you're right. You're right. I that yeah, I, I never thought about that. But yeah, it actually does. You're right. And I, I love that it came from one of my clients. It wasn't me saying it. It was him saying it. And, you know, he went on to, I mean, he literally doubled his income in 12 weeks, you know, just and 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 had more time than ever. So that was, I mean, that was a long time ago. But my point is that ever since then, that's what I realized is when you when you when you take out your head trash, the voice inside of you, and most people call it, you know, limiting beliefs or self-sabotage or whatever. And yeah, but this is actually the thing that's causing those things. Right. So I like to fix the cause of the problems that are leading to all your other problems. <laughs> and yeah. so anyway, that's what is that's what that is. So we're actually taking out the head trash. So anyway, I wanted to just Give that as a special gift for everybody listening to the program today. So again, it's sendmeabooknoah.com. The book is free. And, um, you know, we really want to help people. Again, I'm on a mission to to uh, take out the, the world's head trash. I think I forgot to ask you a very important question. Yeah. And thank you for the gift, by the way. That's great. I wrote it down. I will be one of the people mm-hmm. going to do that. Um, <laughs> probably as soon as we hang up. You said that your client said that this is a coaching program that fixes the other coaching programs. Mm-hmm. 
So it's two part question. Have you been through other coaching programs or things early when you were on your journey? And then part two is how did you learn the things to fix the things? Well, so yes, two part question. I'll answer the first part first. So yes, I spent over $750,000 over the last many, many years. I mean, I spent, I've spent a crazy amount of time studying all this stuff. And what the lousy part about that is most of that money went to these marketing guys who can't teach their way out of a paper bag. They're great at self-promotion, great at self-marketing, but they suck at teaching. And so that makes me very angry because I got ripped off and lots and lots of people are still getting ripped off to this day because, you know, they're still out there doing that and it's really bad. And so I'm basically like the internet marketing cleanup crew at this point because I've got to clean up their mess. That's point number one. Now, point number two is that I had to, because I took so many of these different programs over the years, I would meditate on them and say, okay, what did they leave out? Why why didn't this work? What did, what are they not saying? And I can make the argument that all of my books, all of them, talk about what is in fact missing in traditional success literature. All those shelf help programs, as I call it, you know. And so, like Tamisa being a perfect example, you know. And I've have I've have just have lots and lots of people who are like her. They they have spent lots of time, money, and effort, you know, on all those other things. And they got to a certain level of success. So they work like, okay. But my work really is for people who are saying, well, okay is not really enough. I kind of like really good, you know, <laughs> or great even. And, and, or amazing, you know what I mean? And so that's really what, uh, what my work really is about. And that's why what's so exciting, you know, working with, you know, like the stem cell doctor who were creating his book or the one-on-one or group coaching that we get to do. It's just really, really exciting to see the the breakthroughs that people really are able to have in a very, very short amount of time. And let me just tell you a really quick story to illustrate how your life can change in 12 weeks. The, the, the home that I'm sitting in right now wasn't even a dream of mine two years ago. In uh, November of 2020, I woke up with a vision that I was supposed to move. My wife and I, we, you know, we were living in a nice home, but I woke up at six in the morning and I said, we're supposed to move. And I'm like, what? And I went onto the internet and I found this home. And 83 days later, we moved into this house. It's a 6,000 square foot mansion on a hill. Big, better than anything I could have even dreamed of. You know, people say, well, you got to do a vision board of things. You, you, I couldn't have even done a vision board of this house. It's so much better than anything I would have even thought of. So I want people to realize if you think your your life can't change in 12 weeks, I'm a perfect example that it really can. And I've got lots of examples that it can. So just be willing to believe it and you can make it true for you too. Wow. That's a amazing way to wrap it up. Congratulations on finding your, your mansion. <laughs> that sounds very cool. Yeah, It sounds to me like you're very in touch with your intuition mm-hmm. and, and your higher self voice, mm-hmm. or I don't know what you refer yeah. to it as, but man, that's something I'm striving for. So God, I, when I grow up, I want to be like you, Dr. Uh, I think that's where I'm landing. All right. Well, let's let's get you in the twelve week breakthrough. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> let's break through, and it'll be awesome. But no, right. you're doing amazing work, Bobby, and it's really really a pleasure to be here with you. And uh, I, I consider it a privilege. Well, same here. This has been wonderful. So Thank for you. my listeners, send me a book, Noah.com. 
get your book, get rid of the head trash. Love that. Um, Cause it really limiting belief sounds so like cushy yep. like trash. Like yes. what a visual, like get Isn't it it? out of my head. Yes. Love that. Um, and I look forward to uh, seeing you again when we do three, two, one. So this was amazing. Can't wait. Thank you. If you're not my-